You're listening to the Pinball Podcast with Don and Jeff. to the pinball podcast episode 94 i believe my name is don and my phone is ringing sorry uh, my name is don and thank you for joining us jeff how you doing bud all right uh you made sure that's not like an urgent call or something because nobody would dare interrupt the show right like i can't find my insulin hmm. well oh yeah that's not urgent. i'll be fine yeah I'll be no fine. i'm okay i'm okay good and joining us we have a special guest we have jessica denardo from Bells and Chimes PDX. Yes. How's it going, Jessica? It's going really well. How are you? Doing very well. None of those uh, P- Bells and Chimes Oakland people involved I in this conversation tonight. I love Bells and Chimes Oakland. Who doesn't? Everyone loves them. You know who but also I... loves Bells and Chimes Oakland? Oh, please tell. <laughs> NiftyLED.com. <laughs> you can take it from here, yeah. They'd probably like some here new... New take on our tired formula. <laughs> NiftyLED.com. Oh. Your source for pinball balls. LEDs. Yeah. They balls, got balls. Works. You know what else they have? LEDs. Oh. Quality LEDs at rock bottom prices. They also have uh, tools uh, and other stuff. And not they. there are some tools they don't carry, which I accused Daniel of carrying a certain tool that did not work. And he said, that's cool. We don't carry that. So I got it from yeah. someone else. Don pulled that angry old man routine where he like goes running into Kmart and complains about the thing he bought at like uh, Smith's grocery store. This and... Sam soda sucks. <laughs> yeah, basically. And after his uh, rant was over, Daniel's like, "We don't sell that, bro." Yeah. <laughs> so. So check out niftyled.com. You get free shipping over a hundred dollars, six dollar flat rate shipping under a hundred dollars, and friendly everyday service. I haven't mentioned French fry trays in a while. Do they still do that? I don't think they do. I think there was a big uh, French fry trade drought in the early yeah. aught-16s. Never well, forget. Never forget. Uh, and I don't, we need to talk about our thing in February, Jeff, at some point. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like it's actually going to happen. And Yeah, so we are going to be recording our 100th episode in Las Vegas on February 18th, I think, that weekend. Is that... Is that the right timing, or are we holding off, or are we speeding things up? I it's, haven't even checked. It's pretty close. Okay. I think we were due for our 100th episode right around then, but we're going to be recording it at Flippersfield Wonderland. Um, Nifty has a good relationship with those guys, and uh, yeah, so you guys, we're going to have a tournament or something. We've been nailing down details for like two months, but they're not nailed, nailed down enough to give you a time or anything, but stay tuned. Yeah. It should be fun, whatever we end up doing. and Yeah. It's your chance to meet Don. I love yeah, that place. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, Adam and Sean are awesome. The games play really, really well. Um, we went down for the Pin Pin Women's Tournament at the Pinball Hall of Fame and just yeah. loved our time hanging out at Flipper Spiel. Those guys are great. Yeah. That's an awesome tournament, by the way, the Pin Pin Women's Tournament that uh, Trailer Tom puts on. Yep. I'm you so win sorry. like a new inbox game, right? Yeah. That's the grand prize. Don't remind me. I'm staring at my second place trophy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's horseshit. I know all about second place. <laughs> Don't trust me. 
a second place is just a pro model, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, Hannah, uh, Hannah Holmberg in Seattle did an amazing job. She was the only person I lost to all day, so I lost to her twice. And she got a pro Ghostbusters, which is set up at her place now, and I'm Damn. super jealous, but she killed it. Man. She did really, really well, so props to Hannah. That's high stakes. What's the buy-in? Uh, $700. I think it was 40 <laughs> Oh wow, that's awesome! It was reasonable for sure. Yeah, well, even if you lose forty bucks, you come in ninth place or something. It's not the end of the world. Exactly. Wow. And somebody gets a new inbox game. That's awesome. So we'll probably be doing something at Pinball Hall of Fame too, just uh, hanging out and playing. And I will be attending the Wing concert on Friday night alone, as I want to do at concerts because <laughs> everyone's a dick. I'll uh I'll be selling counterfeit Ween concert shirts out in the front. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. So. Nice. All right, so let's talk uh let's talk pinball. Uh let's start with our special guest, Jessica. What have you been doing in pinball? What have I been doing? Um I'm getting over a cold. That's we're in the nasal club today. Um but Welcome. yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Yesterday, I went out to uh, Bare Bones Bar here in Portland. They just got a new um, operator, so Quarter World Portland took over that spot, and they have seven machines in there now. It was down to four for a while, so we're back up to seven, and they've got a Star Wars, which was um, already broken, and some bros were trying to lift it to get some balls unstuck, so that was a great <laughs> situation to walk into, um, but they've got to do what you got to do, right? They have a hurricane, which is the only hurricane we have in town, so that was fun. It was playing really fast. Um, and that's where my Johnny Mnemonic, my boyfriend, ended up, was at Bare Bones. It was pulled from another bar, and I was really upset, but it's found a new home. So the glove was broken, of course, but it's already been fixed because they're on top of it. Thanks, Drew. Um, so super fun night playing there. And then I did pinball brunch um, today at Sea Bar which is kind of my home base in town, my favorite spot to go play. And they have a Congo there that has a color DMD and is playing really sweet. And uh, Cactus Canyon, which they just put the color DMD into, which was really cool. It looks great. Cactus Canyon? They just got a color DMD? Yeah. So what does the color DMD on Congo look like? I know that just re- that's the newest one released, right? Yeah, it looks fantastic. I mean, it's one of my favorite ones actually there's a lot of depth of color and really good grays on the gorillas and you know the the diamonds are all blue and white and kind of sparkly it's looking really good that's one that uh even with uh like an orange dmd fits in pretty good and a lot of people do green dmds but uh i've always liked the dots in that game so color is a welcome addition or actually a family guy i'm sorry family guy might be the newest one before Mm. people write in (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we'll be talking more about Congo later on, I'm sure. And Johnny Mnemonic. And Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Rose City Pinball, which is Seabar's pinball wing. Yes. And their current lineup. Yeah, Jake and Dennis at Rose City um, refresh those games really often. There's a new, um, newly refurbished skate ball that we have in there now, which is so Ooh. slick. It's super fast. I love it. Um, Mm. they do a great job of keeping the lineup fresh and they have a wall of kind of EM solid state games. And then the other walls, all DMDs. And, 
Um, 15 machines, amazing collection. They keep them in tip-top shape, super responsive, and they have a super selfie league they do there. And it's also home to Bells and Chimes Portland. It sounds like a fantastic location. Tell them to update their website, though, because none of the games you listed are on their website. (laughs) (laughs) But I noticed the selfie league is only six bucks. Very true. And you can pay, you can register right online with uh, PayPal. That's awesome. These yeah. guys are forward thinkers. Yes. Yep. And Jake's really on top of you. Email him his, your scores, and you'll see them. There's a TV that they have installed, and they'll update, you know, pretty frequently, so you can see your standings right away. And the TV is like always on. Yeah. For the selfie league. Yep. That's awesome. I gotta <laughs> send this uh, page over to our local sister bar. They've got uh, like six or seven games, but. They're heading this direction into being a destination spot for the city to play pinball. Yeah. Cool. Very good. Uh, Jeff, what have you been doing in pinball? Well, um, I just finished the teardown and rebuild of the Doctor Who that I picked up. Mm -hmm. I mentioned on the last show. And that cleaned up really, really nice. Uh, So that's fun. Um, I did that thing where when you put the flippers back in, you don't tighten it down enough. So as you're playing, they kind of creep up and, yeah yeah so I, I gotta just fix that but other than that um all i have left to do on it is i'm just gonna throw leds in the inserts but uh it's funny when you tear down a machine that's been on route for so long finding all the funny little hacks or the weird things they've done like with rubber rings uh the wrong size so they twist them to make them shorter or something like that but hmm. uh there was really no major issues that I had to do on it so that's been good. Um, otherwise, didn't been kind of organizing some stuff for league. Um, we're gonna run a tournament in December, and we picked a charity that we're gonna support. For uh, it, it's a it's a charity that just gives toys to underprivileged families, and uh, we had another charity here that's we're working with that um, they're a rehab facility, and they've been. Donate, they've been donated a lot of toys this year, like way more than they have for their needs. So they've actually pledged to match any donations we get uh, as far as toys go. Wow. So, um, so someone brings a toy, that charity will kick it in. So whatever we get will be doubled. So that'll be nice. Uh, that's coming up. And we've just been planning our last two events for the year. Um, last chance to get those whopper points for the state of Utah. So um, other than that, not a whole lot. Mostly, like I said, just playing around with the Doctor Who. But. Well, I wish you best of luck. I noticed on your Doctor Who, did you use one of those, uh, like, playfield protector things? Yeah, I wanted to did try you just one say of those that and out. I didn't hear it, or what? No, I didn't say that. Evan's busting um, my balls, and I'm trying to pay attention to you talking. Have you seen that movie, The Pest? <laughs> I have. That's literally the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I know. Of. I think we've talked about the show before, oh, but okay. he, he is the first one minute of that show so anyway um yeah yeah i wanted to, been wanting to try those out for a while for those that don't know what it is um you can order it's a playfield protector that basically covers the entire playfield wherever the ball travels and it's made of uh basically the same stuff that the plastic protectors are made of but it's oh. much much thinner it's a it's like half a millimeter thin so it's very, very thin. It makes it actually a little bit flexible. Um, but you put that down. It covers the entire play field, and it makes it look like it's clear-coated when you're done because you just have that flat, shiny surface. 
And it's great for games where maybe some of your inserts aren't perfectly even, but they still look good. Uh, because once you put that on, you have that flat surface. So the ball just rolls around it like a dream. Um, it's a great option for like uh, older solid state or EM games where some of the inserts actually kind of start to bow or bend inward. Cup. Um, yeah. Did you put a uh, teaspoon of dirt on the playfield before you laid it down? <laughs> no, that's the one Spread thing. Is, so I actually did the full, um, the full, I, I never used Novus 3, but in this case I actually did. I put some of that out and I used the, the drill to, to polish it up, then step to two and then one. So I got it as, made sure that every little ounce of dirt possible was out because cool. now that that's down, I don't want to uh, take it up for anything. So um, it'll have to be, it'll be interesting to see if like dirt creeps in on the sides of it. Um, Around the switches. Yeah, still, yeah, just there's going to be a little bit of entry points for dirt, but uh, it'll probably be okay. Hobbies. It should be pretty okay, yeah. As long as you take care of all the dirt around those areas before you get it down. Yeah. Um, so I'll try it. I'll, I'll ride it hard for a few hundred games and then see how it looks. Um, I'm, I'm mostly interested to see if ball trails appear in like the orbits and stuff like that. But um, if not, I mean, that'd be fantastic. So I always thought that stuff was made out of like when you go to a, a Denny's or whatever and they have like that plastic over the... Well, Denny's doesn't have tablecloths, I guess. You know when you go to like a, a mom and pop place and they have a tablecloth with a piece of plastic on top? I thought it was like that kind of thing. Not, no. a, not a hard plastic. Or like the plastic no, it, that your grandma puts over her couch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's fun to sit Four on. Runners. <laughs> Carpet runners. She's got it cranked up to 90 degrees and your back's just sweaty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, it's, it's, it's a harder plastic than that. And... Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's the thing is um, there's not a lot of stuff out there that shows what it is really well, but it's it's firm. It's not like Mylar or anything like that. You can okay. buy Mylar sheets, but I mm. didn't want to do that. My friend put one of those protectors on his Harlem Globetrotters, and the thing that really stuck out, I mean, it was super smooth, but it was so silent when we were playing. It was really yeah. weird weird yes yeah you don't hear the ball rolling across the wood grain at, at all, all so yeah huh i've played um i've played spanish games that you know that they came installed with those yeah it's kind of like that and it, the, it feels yeah. a little different but now that you mentioned the sound maybe that's why it seems a little weird a little off because you don't hear the ball it's kind of like a new clear coat except for clear coats generally got a little bit of bite to it where this, it's pretty glossy. Um, I'd like to try to a variety of different games because Doctor Who, there's not a ton of side to side in it other than what you're flipping. Um, so you, you don't get a lot of like kind of slower movement balls in that game. Um, it, it'd be interesting to see how it, it affects that sort of action in other games. So well, they make them it? for brand new stuff. Uh, I ordered it. A, from a company out of Germany, um, oh, showed up like two. Or, no. uh, yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. But it showed up like two days after I ordered it. I was kind of shocked. Um, I will <laughs> find it real quick. Oh, you, you don't have to oh, do I, it right now. It's just playfield-protectors.com. Cool. And they're they're adding new games constantly. So. Hmm. Tempting. Oh yeah, you, that is a good point. You have to select it game specific wise. Yep. Yeah. You're not like drilling sure. holes or anything. No, but they do even, like I said, have newer games like Stern Games and stuff like that. Um, cool. You have to take off a lot. 
Looked quite like, a bit to get it like down. He, he stripped it down pretty good. Yeah, and I was going to anyway just because it, it needed that level of cleaning, but yeah. Okay, just so be aware, ramps and stuff all have to come up to get that down. Jessica and I were talking about a big local tournament, or not local, a big tournament that was going on this weekend. Do you know where that was, Jessica? Oh, Which it tournament at, it was? It was at Flippers. Um, I don't know where Flippers is. I know that Steve Bowden said he was heading there. Um, Open your ears, Evan. <laughs> Evan's listening. He's He sent me a link to... Are you talking to, about the OBX thing? He sent me a link to it, to the standings, and it was actually a YouTube video of a guy screaming, Hey, everybody, I'm looking at gay porno. He's helping. <laughs> so I appreciate that. And then he says he has no idea what I'm talking about. OBX, North yes. Carolina. Outer Banks. Yes, there yeah. we go. Yes, North Carolina Papa Circuit Tournament. <sighs> yeah. Thank you, Evan, finally. Yeah. <laughs> it was bugging me. Okay, Bowden is... Was he finished second? It looks like. Yay. Yay. Okay. We're doing uh, tournament talk. We never do that, and for good reason because I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, about this, any of this just crash and burn from the beginning. Yeah. All right. So Trent Augustine first, Bowden second. Uh. Yeah. Okay. I, I attribute his good Bowen performance over. to his bells and chime shirt that he was wearing. Yes. That helps. Yes. Speaking of bells and chimes, oh wait, we already said that you were with bells and chimes. Oh, we did. I was going to mention why we were why you were here. You know, the last tournament I played in, I wore a nifty shirt, and it, I just bombed hard. So, gonna have to reevaluate that choice going into the next one. We'll get you. We'll the get ne- you hooked up, and then see how <laughs> it works the next one. Yeah. Cool. Um, Sunshine, you'd mentioned she's finished in nineteenth. Excellent. So top twenty, yeah. There's over 80 players. So very while good. Okay. While we're talking about bell shirts, do we want to mention the contest? Is this a good... We certainly can. Yeah. Hey, okay. <laughs> we need to bring Jessica on more often. She keeps this we shit always straight. Forget. Yeah. yeah. We always forget until it's I like told her we were going to forget. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Giveaway. <laughs> so, Jessica, would you like to detail the contest for this episode? I would love to detail the contest. So, uh, we're giving away two Bells and Chimes Portland t-shirts um winners will be selected at random i'm sure don can figure out how to do that um but i want people to (laughs) to submit their uh their ideas i'm always asking people if they have ideas on other interesting like tilt or warning screens i know on doctor who is my favorite tilt screen because it has kind of that old like tv interruption notice on there so it looks really Mm -hmm. cool on a tilt screen but I can never seem to find another one that's super interesting. So if you know of any, I would love to hear about it. Don, how do you want people to tell you their answers? I would love for them to email us, pinballpodcast at gmail.com, with your favorite tilt screen animations. You'll be entered to win. And uh, yeah, two winners. Very generous. Thank you so much for offering up some shirts. I think I might be one of the winners. (laughs) <laughs> of this random drop. yeah don't send them to don to pass along um so you won't have a higher chance of winning but you will get serious brownie points if you submit a picture or a clip of the tilt animation when you do that yes. that'd be cool all right uh i have breaking news here uh-oh evan screwed up and that was the qualifying standings uh, he sent me a bracket lope thing, which is kind of harder to read, but it looks like Tim Sexton won. Yes. Okay. 
rule number one don't listen to this show for tournament <laughs> talk because i don't know what the hell we get asked we get asked why so this is this is why why we don't talk about it often not that we don't want to it's that we're unqualified <sighs> yeah uh jason werdrick got second i think yeah that's that's right but this is a good time to uh, to give a shout out to Isaac, who created Bracalope. Isaac Ruiz, he's in Portland. He's a great guy, and Bracalope is a super um, app and website for tournaments here. We use it every Tuesday. Don't ask us why it's not on Android. Oh, it's That's not. always the... Uh, why I not? I so yet. Oh. <laughs> don't, um, don't. <laughs> I actually, I went ahead and I bought the full version on iOS, which I think is 10 bucks. But it's really cool. Like, uh, you can do a lot with it. And it's super easy to use. So, yeah. Check out bracketlope.com. For, oh, probably not .com. <laughs> for more uh, information on that. Uh, ter- Taylor's actually the one that turned me on to Bracketlope. I was not familiar with it before that. I did not realize, is it was it designed for pinball? Because it seemed like just a tournament builder. Yeah, you can use it for all sorts of things. But Isaac is a pinball guy. He's part of CFF here in Portland, Oregon. Crazy Flipper Fingers. Oh. How come you guys have all the cool names for stuff? You Ours is uh, Duke City Pinball. Super mm. interesting. And look at our podcast name. <laughs> we should have ran this by some Portland forks before we signed up. I did get asked when I told people that I was co-hosting the pinball podcast. They're like, oh, which one? I was like, the pinball podcast. Well, you mentioned something the other day about uh, you were listening to the Cantina Band episode, which is an older one. And I thought... First thing I thought of in my head was, oh crap, she's been listening to Slam Tilt this whole time and she doesn't know that we do the pinball <laughs> podcast. She thinks she's talking to those guys. No, no. So, oh, she's going to be heartbroken was, when I. It was the Force Awakens episode where the Cantina band just kicked in in the middle of you guys talking and I was in just the car. 20 minutes. Yeah. I was in the car. I left after a really rough day at work and I was in the car, like, laughing so hard I was sobbing and people thought I was crazy, but it was okay. perfectly timed. So good job, Jeff. Yeah, that was uh, definitely in for comedic. Um, <laughs> that was the long game purposes. right there. Yeah, <laughs> finally paid all off. all three people that heard that can uh, have a chuckle. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a Rogue One uh, spoiler cast with. Uh, we could do, bring back Cantina Band music in the middle. Yes. Um. No. Spanish fly. We'll do or... the uh, the. Uh, Return of the Jedi celebration scene music, but we'll use the uh, re-release one, not the original Yub Nub song. <laughs> so. Oh, in Spanish Flea, not Spanish Fly. Yes. No, instead, yeah. can you play a song from the old Yellow Eyes Brent Spiner album that you mentioned one time and then I forgot to mm. look up? <laughs> wow, you're digging deep. Deep cuts, yeah. <laughs> Giving Joe Zankis a run for his money on the uh, pinball podcast history. <laughs> Okay, and what I've been doing in pinball, uh, I played a little bit last week. Uh, Cameron came over. Uh, he's been on the show a couple times, and he did not have a kid with him, and uh, Foe took my kids, I don't know, somewhere. Anyway, we played a couple games of Old Chicago and Game of Thrones. Very nice. But anyway, Shout out nice to Cameron to for uh, yeah. co- co-champion a team tournament at Pinball Showdown with me, so... Yeah, that's true. He was your partner. And they actually, they finished league last night, or no, Friday night, and he got second place in the local league, so. Second place. Good job, Cameron. All right, that's your uh, Cameron update. I hate when people say friend of the show, but technically, I guess that's what he is. 
guess. Right. Well, we don't call everybody a friend of the show, like the 8-4 play. That drives me bonkers. Okay. <laughs> also, I wanted to mention that Lee, uh, Jeff can probably pronounce his last name. B. Jeff Lee B wrote an article on the Houston show. It's Bell Humor. Bell Humor. Uh, he visited the Houston show last weekend and did a little write-up. So I published that on the site today. And he took some awful pictures that I did not bother cropping. So you can check those out. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. It sounds like it was a bigger show than I expected. He kept asking me if I was going to the Houston show. And I had never heard of it. So was way off my radar. But it sounded like they had 80 pinball machines maybe. And another, yeah, they, had, they had like 200 machines, but that includes arcade and consoles. Okay. One thing I want to talk about um, right now, I guess, is that we've been doing this pinball positivity thing, except for the last episode where Jeff went on a rant for like 20 minutes. But it before was, that, it was a very positive episode. It was episode. not that bad. It was a, it was a clarification. Yeah, uh, sure. So we had people write in their nominations for pinball ambassador 2016 people in the hobby that they were proud of and they wanted to uh thank by way of nomination yeah give props to for their contributions to the pinball hobby so now that we have a list we actually have 23 names which is way more than i expected but we're going to put that into a poll and get that up and have people vote maybe through the end of the year uh yeah let's um Let's give people time to find out about it, I guess. And at uh, least a month, maybe not next episode, but the one after that, we'll yeah. announce a winner. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll finalize it before the end of the year, but uh, give people a little bit of time. Yeah. So basically, all it is is recognizing people in the hobby, wonderful people in the hobby, because there are a lot of wonderful people in our hobby. There are. And uh, I've already touched base with Ulix Store, who have been actually they were actually designing awesome pinball trophies for league use, but uh, we'll send them. We'll hook up with them and send the winner a trophy because they're pretty cool looking. Now I got a link to that. And speaking of Ulix Store, use coupon code TPP to save on shipping over $30 on your order. ULEKstore.com. Thank you. So, our nominations. You ready? You want, do you want me to just burn through the list real quick? Yeah, just rapid fire it. All right, here it goes. Martin from Pinball News, Ryan Clater from ElephantEater.com, Jerry Stellenberg from Ultimorphic, Nicholas Baldridge from Four Amusement Only, the Pinball and EM Bingo Podcast, Josh Sharp, Bo and Karens, uh, Stephen Bowden from Fun with Bonus, Ryan Grant, Walt Fiegler, Daniel Spoiler from Project Pinball. Project, pin- Project <laughs> yes. Pinball. Well, I get because POP is Pinball Outreach. Pinball out- yeah, okay. Uh, Aaron Davis from Fast, Charlie Emery from Spooky Pinball, Mark Mandeltort from Marco, Nate Shivers from Coast to Coast, Bryden Madden from Mission Pinball. I clicked the wrong button. I can't read my list. Nicole Ann Reich from Pinball Outreach Project, uh, Kristen Measle from Measle Mods, Eka Schneider from Bells and Chimes Oakland Division, Yes. Sarah St. John from Pinball Wizard Arcade, Zombie Yeti, Dirty Donnie, Ed Robertson, and Cliffy from passionforpinball.com. Just put it in order with him so, yesterday. Yeah. There's just a small slice of the great people in our hobby. And also Josh Sharp. 
And Josh. I'm just kidding. I should start a <laughs> I should start a meaningless beef with Josh Sharp on our podcast. <laughs> Drum up some listeners. So thank you so much for that. We're gonna put a link up. Everybody can vote. And uh, it sounded like Jessica and Jeff know more about that kind of thing than me. So they'll probably be handling that. So thank you for uh, nominating folks. Ah, I forgot to do the drawing for the Ulick toppers, but I will, and we'll announce that on the next show. Cool. All right. Cool, Thanks, folks. Let's uh, we got an F up here real quick. Oh, I didn't put the name on here. You're just compounding. Damn, me. I effed up the F you up. You just effed up. <laughs> Sheesh. All right. Well, this guy, whoever it is, he knew that he wrote this email. Uh, so he says he has a request, no, a demand to know the conclusion of Jeff's fugitive story. How can he leave us hanging like that? Two sprained ankles trapped in a stranger's backyard turned mini golf course, incredible and deserving of a finale. So what happened? Did he come out and pants you and put you to work or what? Oh, is that all? That's where I finished telling that. You just, you had two broken legs in the back of a golf course. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, we were playing fugitive. I made the jump, sprained the ankles and fell down. Like I said, rolled all over the golf balls and I was just back there kind of like, struggling a little bit um and then a couple minutes later one of my friends who's also playing the game was just getting ready to jump jump the same fence and i'm like no 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 and i was trying to kind of get up to my feet at that point and then the lights turned on in the backyard and kind of an older guy came out and asked what i was doing in his backyard i explained clumsily and he actually came and helped me out to the front of his yard um asked if i like needed a doctor or anything i told him i was okay and um after he kind of is like, all right, well, that's funny. You guys are great kids or whatever. Um, just stay out of my yard. Uh, he kind of sent us out the front, and then I got caught by the people in the car because I couldn't run. Oh, and you that's lost the end of the excitement. Game. Yeah. But it, the guy was like, I think he was thinking he was going to be dealing with kids really messing up his golf course back there or something. So he was just happy that we were just hurt, and none of his stuff was hurt. So. <laughs> Okay, thank you for that thrilling conclusion. Oh, the guy's name was Doug, by the way. There you go, Doug. The listener, not the guy. Also, <laughs> uh, Taylor just said that... Uh, uh, good butt, butt of the show? Taylor just said that he's stoked that we have Jessica on tonight. She's great. We're getting live feedback from our listeners right now. <laughs> yeah. wow. I love it. He said, I wanted to have her on our show, but the douche buddies asked first. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, she came Whoa. to us. Okay, Taylor? Thank Whoa. you. Taylor and I met at Pinburg. That was super fun. Yeah, what's it like in person? Um, How's that hunchback? <laughs> it's a little more dramatic than you would think. No, it's hmm. uh, you just yeah. <laughs> he was great. Uh, we didn't get to play many games. Pinburg was nuts, and I met a lot of people. But I was glad that we were at least able to say hello and chat for a little while. So how'd you do at Pinburg? I did. You personally. Care. I did terribly. So I set out like what? a few personal goals. I've only been playing pinball for about two years. I played when I was a little kid, but in terms of um, adult pinball time, um, mm-hmm. that wait, that sounds weird. No, um, my time <laughs> playing pinball as an adult. Um, friend of the show, Matt Hansen, actually is one of my best friends and got me into pinball when um, we were at PAX for Double Fine stuff. I helped run their booth for... Uh, penny arcade expo so we went down to the arcades and we went to play at shorties in seattle and 
Um, he has a collection at his place, so we played a bunch. He took me to my first tournament, which Eka ran at Scarlet City Coffee, which is a great spot in Oakland, um, in Emeryville, actually. So he got me into playing, and it's not been very long, so this was my first time that I could go to Pinburg where I was actually really into playing. And I showed up and I was like, I just want to make C division. And I was like, if I don't make C division, then I just want to qualify for D division. And I did neither of those things. So I ended up in D division and I didn't qualify, but I had a perfect round. So I won a medal. Oh, cool. Oh, I saw those. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Which I didn't that's, know was that's, a thing. How many first place finishes is that for a perfect round? So you have to have 12 points in a round. So out of four games, you need first place in every game. That's wow. cool. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. And that's crazy if you'd only been playing two years. I mean, a lot of guys get better years after years after year of playing or yeah. whatever, but that's very cool. That was your first Pinberg, right? That was my first Pinberg, and I will never, ever okay. miss one. It was the best time. I really want to do it. But from yeah. what I hear, everybody's first Pinberg is, like, super overwhelming. So to get a result like that's like, pretty cool, I, I think. It was yeah, overwhelming. Awesome. It was nice to see how many people... You know, I knew there from like Instagram, it was funny. I was seeing people's pictures who I haven't met before, like people who were from Florida and from Canada and they're like posting pictures at Pinburg. I was like, where are you? Let's go play some games. So I got to meet a bunch of people who I only knew online before then. And then we got to actually hang out and play pinball. So that was a really great aspect of it, um, especially while the finals were going on and get to run around and play all the other games that are there. There were so many games I've never seen before and will probably never see again until next Pinburg um, that were super fun. So you're very introverted, I guess. <laughs> Randomly calling up people from Facebook and, hey, let's go hang out. No, Instagram. Facebook's weird. Instagram. Sorry. Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, that's I I don't know you, but I know of your Instagram persona. I know we've followed you for a long time. But if you've only been in the hobby for two years, how long have you been doing Bells and Chimes? Like when did you start that up in Portland? Um, it's been almost a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I didn't like tournament play. Jumped right in. So <laughs> well I wanted something casual. I didn't always want to be competing with people because it gets really serious and I just wanted to have a good time and hang out and be in a more communal environment where we could teach each other things. So I built it here. So what is the buy-in for a season of Bells and Chimes? Or is it just like... Okay. Yeah, it's I didn't know if it's just like you months. just show up and whoever shows up. Okay. No, and you get... Um, so when you pay your league dues for the month, you get a t-shirt and then you also get uh, something else. So I made quarter dispensers... We have bumper stickers. Um, What's a quarter dispenser? So it's a spring-loaded, like it clips to your belt, and it's spring-loaded, oh. and it pushes your quarters out. <laughs> it's really great. Yeah, got, that was the guy at the arcade that always had all the authority. If he had the quarter dispenser, <laughs> Virgin he's detector. the one who could kick you out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so then everybody gets one of those, and um, we did bumper stickers this season. I've made patches. Um, the guys from Double Danger Pinball made some great patches for us. They're... Awesome. You do all that on 20 bucks? Yeah, so I pay everything out of pocket up front to get all of the materials and then as people join they pay 20 bucks and they get their stuff. So and it's a new t-shirt every season, so with your dues you get a brand new shirt all the time. Cool. 
Yeah. Is there a, like a cash prize at the end or is it just trophies or what? Um, it's trophies. So classic Playfield reproductions is our main sponsor for the seasons, um, one, two, three, and four. So the first place winner in our season and tournament gets, um, a new back glass. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> we got to have you like run our podcast and our local league <laughs> and get our shirts printed apparently. <laughs> Um, yeah, we have a great local guy, um, Kyle Black. He has a shop called Black Sheep, Black Sheep Screen and Sign, and he prints up our shirts and does an amazing job. Um, so yeah, if you guys are ever looking to get shirts done in the Portland area, um, and he's super responsive. So yeah, I'm working on next season's t-shirt designs now. So if you're... If you got into pinball down in San Francisco, was that where you lived and you moved up to Portland and then started more pinball stuff up there? No, I was visiting. I'm from New York and then I lived in Chicago and then moved out to Portland about eight years ago. Um, but Matt Hansen's one of my best friends. He lives down in San Fran and I also had some work stuff going that, uh, down there. So I just went okay. and hung out with him and um, all the kids at Double Fine. So it was a good vacation spot for me and then of course coming back to portland and realizing exactly how much pinball we have here there's over 700 machines out on location in the portland metro area oh my gosh <laughs> it's valhalla right yeah xanadu <laughs> xanadu yes <laughs> uh. why isn't there a xanadu pinball machine kind of thought there was wasn't there? there's probably some em or something yeah i don't know well not based on the movie though right santa pinball i could swear i've seen it now oh, xenon they hmm. both start with x don that's good <laughs> i could have sworn i saw a santa pinball but you would like online not like a not like saw it in person kind of thing right oh okay huh. maybe had? because you think of Olivia Newton-John and Xenon kind of looking similar. Mm. <laughs> well, like, she always, always has a light behind her. and All women look the same to you, right, Don? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Very ethereal look to her. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading about Xanadu. There were pop bumpers in Xanadu, right? Uh... <laughs> Gene Kelly looking at pinball mushroom bumper that sparkles with flags. Okay. I don't know. You know when you get into pinball and like you're so thirsty, you read everything about pinball you can and you're researching all this stuff. Maybe that's I'm scratching some itch from I saw this somewhere and then I connected the two. You know what I mean? It's po- yeah, it's possible. Whatever. Never mind. <laughs> you guys are dead to me. Uh, we got an email from Chris, the Black Knight. He sent me a picture of the locking rubber ring on the uh, play, play field support yes. bar. Yes. There's always that rubber ring on there. We couldn't figure out what it was. Everybody emailed, oh, yeah, that keeps the bar from hopping up. I still didn't understand it. He sent a picture. His picture was not of the ring holding the bar down, but I see in my head how it could work. It makes a lot more sense now. So thank you so much for sending that picture. Uh, he said it was just whatever color ring was installed from, from the factory, so it doesn't matter if they're black or white, but that might be an indication of what the game originally came with. That's true. Which is kind of cool. And he said generally it was one and three quarter inches in diameter. I will attach the picture he sent me to our show notes. 
even though it is nice. not in foot position on his picture, you'll figure it out. Okay. And Parnell wrote in, he has no idea how you find Ghostbusters easy. I call bullshit on Jeff. I never said it was easy. Oh. I said it's not anywhere near as hard as what people are saying. Okay. Well, no, no, no. If you go with the mode continuation and the mode timeout stuff, it's easy to get to the end of the game. Uh, that I will say. Not saying it's easy to score Whatever, Jeff. massively <laughs> huge, but it definitely is easy so to get to the end good of the game. At pinball. <laughs> I know I'm not. That's how I know it's not as hard as it's being made out to be. But right. I played the worst game of Ghostbusters today. <laughs> three drains out of the pops? Pretty much. Three halfway up the right ramp and then down the drain? I had one one good mode and then just the rest of it was awful. I don't think that the center drain is as bad as the outlanes. The outlanes are awful. That is so true. Yeah. that that Everyone's focused on the center drain because of the flipper gap, but the outlanes are far more dangerous in that game. Yeah, when I was uh-huh. down in Vegas at, um, is it the New York, New York Casino is where they had the pinball room? And someone yes, had drilled yes. a post and put it, put a yes. center post yeah. in and it was off center. It was so, yes. <laughs> there were so many ways that it was really terrible. Uh, but it's wonderful that they have that great collection there for everyone yeah. to enjoy. Yes. Yeah. Positivity. <laughs> yeah. Don't force it, Don. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a super negative guy in general, so it's been say, a trying couple weeks here. Pretty grumpy dude. Yeah. Vintage Club wrote on our pin side thread, which I didn't know anybody looked at it, but he said, Pinbot's attract mode sa- sounds can be set to off, less, or a lot in the menu. Don must have set his in one of the latter positions. <laughs> a so, lot. I'm yeah, guessing. I'm going to have to fix that. I remember buying a Texas Pinball two years ago or last year i bought some kind of some guy made a little board that you go in there that fixes all the sound problems with pinbot it was like 12 bucks i don't know it's inside my pinbot which is on its back i'll get there guys anyway thank you he says uh the odd thing with pinbot is that during the track mode when the features and rules are cycling just for a brief moment the flipper enable relay clicks on so if you're holding down the flipper button it will energize for half a second must have something to do with the multiplexing Williams did with their flashers and coils. How would did anyone know ever that. know that? Who's holding down the flipper buttons leaning, in a track Leaning mode? against it, working on the machine next to it. Okay, yeah. Weird Easter egg there. or yeah. It's not really an Easter egg. Just tri- random trivia. Okay. Bring that up at the bar and you will be quite popular. Did anyone check out the Stern Pinball video game? Um, no, no. Did you, Jessica? Do you play uh, pinball video games while we're on this topic? I digital pinball. I don't. Um, I have three machines at home, so I would rather play them than play the video game form. Um, and what games you got at home? Um, the first one I got was a Theater of Magic, so I have that one. Um, and then after that, I got two at the same time. I got a Stars and a Meteor. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Cool. That's a classy collection. Thanks. Of pins, I must say. It would be better if I had a sea witch in the collection, but one day I'll get there. You don't see those that often. I know. Well, you do because your local place has one. 
<laughs> Actually, <laughs> or at least according to their website, they have one. <laughs> no, okay. So the Sea Witch at Sea Bar is my favorite machine, and I would play it for forever. Um, we got to put glow balls in it one night and just played it with glow balls, and it was crazy fast and super fun. And then they changed the lineup a bunch, and the Sea Witch is going to eventually get restored um, with a new repro playfield and kind of get the once over by um, a local guy who does a really great job on machines. So they pulled it from Sea Bar, which is a high traffic area for games, and put it into one of their other locations, which is more low traffic, which happens to be a strip club. Oh, no. So, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, not many pinball outings to the Hawthorne Strip, but um, they have a Sopranos and Sea Witch sitting there. So they're oh, playing to the audience. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Sea Witch isn't that strippery. No. Sopranos definitely has a strip club in it. But... Yes. Yes. Hmm. Well, that's a bummer. You don't, you're not seeing it as often anymore. Yeah. And speaking of the Stern Pinball app, I did download it, though I did not buy any of the tables. There are no demos for the tables either. It was released to oh, PS4 weird. last week, and you just have the shell, so I deleted it. Uh, so so I, what I heard on this one, um, Farsight obviously developed it, but yes. it is a Stern product. So Farsight's contracted to do this. Um Stern is controlling distribution, uh, not distribution, but pricing and all of the, uh, basically all aspects of it. Yes. Yeah. And so Farsight's the, I guess, technically publisher and developer, but that would be a, if they're not going to do demos, then that would be a Stern decision. Um, I don't know if maybe it just isn't done yet in complete code. Ha ha. But, um. Yeah, that's because all the other Farsight ones have at least that until you get the high score um, that you can well, play I'm it. Not, but. I'm not sure if the consoles do. Now that I think about it, the consoles don't. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. I've always had, I've always owned the console ones, the tables. Yeah, I usually put. Yeah, and I usually do it on mobile because it's a nightmare on the consoles. So, so I'm wondering. There probably will be demos now then on mobile. You think? Maybe. Um, you know, now that I'm, I'm trying to think, there may be, I, I don't know, I don't want to say, but I was going to say, I thought that with the uh, mobile app stores, there was some sort of um, need to have either a free or trial version of something, and that might be why they have those, but huh. I don't know for sure. Oh, oh no, because there's premium games. Yeah, but there's always a free limited version or ad support. No, not always. Okay, then uh, maybe not. Not on iOS anyway. Maybe on, on Android. I don't know. Did you just say Android and I wasn't listening? No, I said mobile. But again, oh. that may not be the case. That could have... Maybe that was Ouya or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Ouya. I think Ouya you did have to have a free version, but... That sounds right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the officially, there's like two bundles. I don't have them in front of me. But one of them had uh, Mustang, Last Action Hero... Some other garbage. It was like all the duds. Um, Fan of the Opera. Frankenstein. Not necessarily bad tables, but just like stuff that's already been out. So it's I not should... what you're clamoring for. Right, right. The other one had Star Trek and ACDC and a couple other tables. Uh, uh, older tables as well. Right. And then you could get you could get the new games on their own for 10 bucks. So some people were buying 
some people were buying the one season that came with Star Trek and ACDC, and then and just then buying, buying Mustang. Mustang on its own for ten bucks. Yeah. yeah. And they screwed up That's... the pricing where ACDC on its own was twenty bucks. So you might as well just pay the twenty bucks and get Star Trek and the other games. But the bad thing, a lot of people are like, "Oh, I already own this." Uh, the bad thing was is that you can't play them inside both apps, so you can't just throw them in your pinball arcade and then they're in that app too, which is a bummer because like uh, Zen Pinball has the Star Wars version. If you buy tables in Star Wars, you, they'll also show up in your Zen Pinball collection or vice versa. Yeah. yeah so like so. I just would delete the Star Wars app because I already had them in Zen. I don't know. It's kind of a mess. I don't understand it. But in similar news, Zen announced an awesome pack coming up uh, probably by the next show or around then. Soon, yes. Yeah, pretty soon. Maybe the show after. But uh, I think it's December 6th. The Bethesda Collection. So there's going to be a Skyrim, a Fallout, and a Doom Table in that collection. And it's uh, $10.99, I think. Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. It is not the same as playing a real game, uh, like Jessica mentioned. But the cool thing with Zen is that they just do stuff that pinball machines can't do. But they kind of keep the shots as close to realistic as you can. So the flow feels like a real game. But you'll have like dudes jumping over the play field or um, uh, fireballs will do different things in different shots. Like your ball will turn into fire or whatever. And they can do some unrealistic things yeah yeah yes speaking of awkward <laughs> silences if you use a if you use an app like overcast or i don't know what jeff uses but there's there's podcast apps that aren't the itunes app that you can set them up to automatically take out all the awkward pauses that would yeah. be really helpful i Pocket never knew about this that. it changes the speed of the show so, yeah, every, anytime there's complete silence, it just trims it out. Yeah, and I did it. it. I did it on the on. It does it on the fly. So I tried it on our podcast on the last episode because I only it's downloaded a three minute show. Yeah, it was four and a half minutes. <laughs> um, using the Overcast app, I only got Overcast like a month ago or so, and it will constantly change the speed of the show. So it might be one point one speed and then one point seven speed. It's just constantly adjusting. So it made our show sound. A little weird because we'd almost be talking over each other, but uh, I've been using it on all my podcasts now, and it's really cool. Anyway. I just listen to my podcasts at one point three speed, just by default. Well, uh, the Apple, like the base podcast app, it only does one point five and two. Oh, one point five is too 5, fast. 5, for... Yeah, yeah. I never liked it because it's too fast. I'll put a link in the show notes, though, to Overcast anyway. I know there's other apps, but that's the one I tried. It'll also uh, voice the boost. Voice the boosters. <laughs> boost the voices. Yeah. <laughs> It'll boost the voices. Uh, so the show did sound a lot better. Not a lot better, but I mean, it sounded fine. Just not as garbage as Whatever. Horrible. This is our cool. final episode. Yes. Yeah. All right, let's talk anyway. about our main thing. Let's wrap this shit up. All right. Let's yeah, let's <laughs> let's get to the meat. Okay, so we were kicking back ideas on what to do for this show. Um, if we're going to do a featured machine or a top five or something. And Jessica mentioned um, getting back to the top five kind of thing. And I can't remember. I think you. I think you brought it up doing bad movies, right? Yes. I think that was your idea. 
So the idea was we would talk about bad movies that were made into good pinball machines. Yeah? Yes. Um, and then we also talked about how this had kind of come up. Um, Kayla and Graham had talked about it on Skillshot um, kind of as a broad topic. And then someone actually on Tilt Forums went in and plotted a graph of pin side ratings and Rotten Tomatoes ratings yes. <laughs> of movies and pinball machines of said movies um, to see if there was any kind of correlation between bad movies making for excellent pinball machines. Um, so I'm assuming you're going to link to that because it's a really cool looking graph and I don't remember the guy's name who put it together, but he did a great job. Sprainerd. Thank you. Um, I'm assuming it's an inverse proportion, right? Like correlation, I mean. There wasn't like, really a super strong correlation. Oh. Like there's there's a there's kind of a line that you can tread, but then you have these like really low rated that are kind of in the middle and some really high rated. So like they're kind of bunched in there and then you okay. have a few so it's like Lord of the Rings has a really great pin side rating and a really great Rotten Tomatoes rating. And then yeah. um, you have like The Lost World, which has a terrible, you know, mid to terrible um, Rotten Tomatoes rating and has a bad pen side rating also. So um, there are some that are just kind of in this weird space, but it was interesting to see some of the correlations that existed. So we kind of talked about how that would be a weird thing to try and do a top five of. So then we were going to do just our top five bad movies and talk about bad movies in pinball. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because who doesn't love both of those things? He actually left off a ton of stuff, a ton of movies. Yeah. So, like, you don't have, like, Starship Troopers on there, which would be interesting to see. Um, you don't oh. have stuff like Apollo 13, which is... Nope, that's there. You have to scroll down. He did an updated... Oh, shit. ...graph <laughs> in the thread. So, Starship oh, Troopers is, like, in the... It's, it's exactly in the middle of the Pinside ratings and the Rotten yes, Tomatoes ratings. Um, Apollo 13, great movie, but middling on the game. Um, the first game that you and I both said, like, you messaged me Congo as I was messaging you Congo and Johnny Mnemonic are, like, awesome, bad movie, fun pinball machines. They're both really uh, kind of low on the pin side rating to where I thought they would be. I guess once I guess I was just thinking bad movies because I wouldn't have thought of Lord of the Rings, for example, which is a great rated film and pinball machine. Yeah, this obviously graph, Lord of the Rings is a higher rated game than Congo. Right. This graph didn't just choose bad movies. He put yeah. good movies and bad movies just to see what kind of correlation there would be um yeah. but the flintstones would have been on my list of terrible movie. not that i sat through it but i'm assuming yes terrible movie <laughs> um fun it's pinball bad. machine so they're that's kind of grouped in with congo and giant mnemonic and the shadow is kind of in that same realm of like bad rotten tomato scores but fun pinball machines yeah shadow is really high for a bad movie yeah. Although I, I like the movie. The movie yeah. is going for the radio feel. Right. But it was a movie, so that's a problem, Don. Yes. <laughs> so, well, if Skillshot already did this, why are we doing this, Jessica? What the hell? <laughs> now I feel like a, 
don't no, know. No, they, they brought it up. We're just bringing it full circle, right? Well, let's and... talk about the Seattle pinball yeah. scene for a while. <laughs> let's do something different. Everyone go to Flip Flip Ding Ding. That's all okay. I have to say about the Seattle pinball scene. <laughs> I still, yeah, I'm just kidding. I do like this idea. And I it's like cool it that too. somebody made a chart. I never had seen this until you shared it. You've never seen a chart before? I've never seen a chart before. Not with the bow tie <laughs> in the middle, anyway. Okay, so what are your favorite movie tie-in pinball machines that might be considered, like, not great movies? Well, you already mentioned my number one. Congo. That that's is, Congo, That's huh? Congo. Congo has a fantastic layout. I do like the theme integration. Um, the volcano is badass. Mm-hmm. Even Amy is kind of cool. Like, there's a ramp that's a gorilla arm, you know, with its arms out outreached um i like the code is cool with the like the super skill shot the layout is just awesome i, I like uh asymmetric play fields and there's just a lot of cool little shots in it the cave it's the cave shot right if you shoot it not quite to the volcano you get a lot of action off, off that upper left flipper yes um okay so in the cave <laughs> This is this is interesting. Yes. So um, we just did a Bell's like skills intensive, and Steve Bowden wrote a little guide for Congo, like a couple tips, which was cool. And he was talking about when you go in the cave and you're selecting which corridor to go down. Door. Yeah. Yes. Um, and there are those creatures, like so. There's a snake, or he referred to the other creature as a bear. No oh, gorilla, man. Okay, and then I was like, maybe it's like a Bigfoot, but is it an evil gorilla? Yeah, it's a gray gorilla. Oh, okay. We were we were having the debate about what that actually is, but then when no I saw no debate in my mind, when it's I saw been it with gorilla. the color DMD, I was like, it's definitely not a bear. It looks just like the gorilla on the under play, on the bottom playfield, lower playfield. That one looks much nicer. Well, that one's handcrafted <laughs> by uh, Stan Winston. Well, good job, Whatever. Stan. Yeah. Are you unfamiliar with Stan Winston or what? No, I'm just saying I, that that gorilla oh, looks okay. a lot looks a lot nicer than the gorilla. Well, she's not animation. made out of dots. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah. I always I, there's no bears in the movie. We watched it somewhat recently. If Stan Winston made the dots, would it look better, Don? <laughs> yeah, Stan Winston would have. <laughs> well, all this says is that if Steve Bowden did the dots for Congo. He would have made it brown Steve, like a bear. Okay, I'm just saying like we can't even have an episode without you bringing up Stan's work and. <laughs> no uh yeah so personally like congo would totally be on my list as well because i cannot remember many movies that left me as frustrated and deflated as congo did in theaters um i'd, I'd read that book in i guess junior high or something like that yeah same here yeah i was so excited that they were making a movie out of it yeah it was terrible it was so bad it does not hold up either we watched it like two years ago and it wasn't good wait you thought it would get better no but i feel like some movies suck some movies are bad but they're good this is to me this was not one of them uh ernie hudson hits it out of the park monroe is an awesome character there's just not that much that's it in it yeah yeah they deviated from like the best parts of the book too which made no sense i don't know it was just dumb my favorite scene from jurassic park wasn't in the movie and that's that was the first movie i had seen after reading a book that kind of like woke me up to that world of movies aren't going to be as good as a book when I was 13 or whatever. Are you talking mess on Jurassic Park, the movie? No, Jurassic Park, the movie is a good movie, but it just made me go like, oh, they left out my favorite scene, which was I would prefer the books when they're going down the river. 
Okay. In the raft. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that was budgetary. It didn't need to be in the movie. I get that. No. But it's still okay. So um, you. So what? Yeah. What? Who? What's the number one on? Well, what's the number five on your list or whatever? Did we make lists? I made. A I list, didn't number but... mine. I just wrote some thoughts down. So what did oh, you no. end up doing, Jessica? Um, I made a list of my top five bad movies because I thought that's okay. what we were doing that weren't pinball machines. Yeah, we're doing that too. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're doing. We that can too. do that too. Um, yeah. I'm going to give kind of. Um, I guess what might be a controversial pick of bad movie into super fun pinball machine, which is uh, Stern Star Trek. Because no, I know a lot of people that don't like the new Star Trek movies. Yeah, that's one of the highest rated ones on here. Specifically, In Into Darkness camps. was. Oh. I left the movie theater furious. I've never been so angry after watching <laughs> a movie. So um, I love the machine. I really hate when they have the character faces on. I love um, the alternate translates for the LE where it's just the ship. And I don't have to be reminded right. <laughs> of that terrible, terrible day that I sat in the theater. It's just <laughs> screaming inside my head. Um, that movie is the worst. And I have no idea how it's so highly ranked on well, here. But Why did you? What was wrong with the movie? Just in like Khan or what? Oh, yeah. You don't mess with Ricardo Montalbán. Okay. The... I, I heard a lot of noise um, when Into Darkness first came out. Like, the first wave of people um, really seemed to enjoy it, but then um, it seemed to pick up a lot of momentum that maybe it wasn't quite as good as initial reception said. I, I remember that pretty clearly. Wrath of Khan does really hold up. We watched that yeah, last does. year. It's yeah. still excellent. Yeah. I don't know. You, just, you can't take Kirk and Spock and swap their personality traits and think that everyone's going to be fine because it's an alternate universe. Right? Is that just me? Yeah. Never mind. Uh, it just seemed kind of like a boring popcorn movie, but I wasn't furious. I'm not know. a huge Star Trek guy, though. See, I got really into Next Generation and, um, you know, to a lesser extent, the original series, um, like five or six years ago. I was always a Star Wars kid growing up, so um, none of my friends actually were really into Star Trek, so I didn't get a lot of exposure to it. But... Um, I've come to really love those shows. So it was this weird... And also the way that it was approached where they're just like, oh, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is playing a canon character, but it's not Khan. And they kept saying it's not Khan. And then, surprise, it's Khan. And we're like, well, everyone <laughs> thought it was Khan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but True. that machine is super, super fun. Um, I got my first Kobayashi Maru uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. Oh. Which was very exciting. You'll never forget your first. I will not. I won't ever remember it either, because I'll never get it. <laughs> you can do it. All right, Jeff, do you got one to throw out there? Yeah. Um, so this is kind of a cheat, but um, it's basically the same machine, uh, Spider-Man, because I think the third Spider-Man movie, which is included in Pinball Machine, is like probably one of the worst superhero movies ever made. Um, there's the whole story of why Spider-Man 3 sucks so bad right. but we don't need to get into that it's just a terrible movie but Spider-Man's a great pinball machine it's a lot of fun um, Venom isn't nearly as offensive in the pinball machine as he is in the movie so I can't I wait can to hear your that. bad movies list oh wait because you think that's a great movie no no because I think you think that's a bad movie like I was thinking it, let's 
it is a Spider-Man bad movie. Three is a bad movie. <laughs> it's a bad movie, but that would have never crossed my mind. But but I'm still tying it to Pinball at this point. So okay, that's that's my current pick, Don. So piss all over it and then move on to yours. <laughs> Real quick, I want to say that the highest rated uh, highest rated films on here are Wizard of Oz, Back to the Future, Paul Thirteen, Dirty Harry, and Star Trek. Looks like those are the top five highest rated okay. pinball machines on here. Adam's Family, Lord of the Rings, Indiana Jones, Spider Man, and probably Wizard or probably Star Trek as well, huh? Yeah. Looking at the little list here. Creature from the Black Lagoon is up there, but I think that's just because its name is so long. Yeah, that's that what I, I almost mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, it plotted really high. Yeah. Okay. And I, does Monster Bash count? From like the old No. I wouldn't Bella say. Lugosi. Frankenstein movies and stuff. <laughs> because the theme is not movie themed, it's like rock band themed. They're the movie monsters, but no, I know. But we don't need to get it. I was just wondering if that counted. Yeah, they're good. Would... Well, the, but those are good movies. Those Some are of them, movies. actually. Yeah, Universal so... Monsters movies are great, but then you would have to look at each individual movie for each character and where that shot they for each all shot. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, they were all in Monster Squad. Well, right. Jeff's kind of got the same point with Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2 is probably rated very high on Rotten Tomatoes. I think he just rated Spider-Man by itself on this Rotten Tomatoes thing. Not Spider-Man 3. Say Spider-Man again. (laughs) Spider-Man. What did Um, I say? You just kept saying it funny. (laughs) Spider-Man. How did Transformers rate so high on Rotten Tomatoes? Where the hell is Transformers on here? I don't even see it. It's it doesn't belong. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that must have been an error. Oh, it's right by wow. Demo Man. It's below Demo Man. How is Demo Man higher than Transformers? How is Demo Man lower than Terminator Three? On Rotten Demo Tomatoes, Man's an amazing movie. It's better than Terminator Three. That's for damn sure. <laughs> right? How did why the hell is Maverick so, so low? <laughs> Terminator Three was the first Terminator movie I saw in theaters. Uh, yeah, me too. It's so. terrible. Maverick is below Terminator 3. Maverick is a great film. Why is yeah, Last Action Hero so low on the movie scale? Yeah, that's a great film, too. I've only so played I... the game once, but it was fun. It's okay. At the Pinball Hall of Fame. You got to get that app, then. Stern <laughs> Pinball app. <laughs> uh, Last Action Hero one, really holds up. It's a really fun movie. I don't know why it gets so much shit. Neither do I. Is anyone going to defend Barb Wire? I don't much like the game, and I know I didn't like the movie. (laughs) I haven't played it or seen it. Waterworld is really low. Yeah, yeah, wow. Waterworld is the lowest rated Gottlieb? Under Barb Wire, even? How is that? Waterworld's kind of fun. It's just got... It's kind of got picked on. It's like the X-Files effect, where... I mean, X-Files is not a good game or anything, but... Something is the rally point for um, getting pointed at uh, as being super terrible. Based your hate on something. Like, for Stern, it's generally Sharky Shootout or something like that. WWE or Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Avengers is appropriately low. Avengers Avengers? is... It's possibly lower than Lethal Weapon 3, which also is pretty good oh. avengers is almost exactly the same as barbed wire as far as pin side ratings on here yeah 
but very high on the movie scale, which makes sense. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. movie. Oh, Shrek is really high. On which? Oh yeah, Shrek's Shrek's really high on the movies. I'm surprised at that. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine has a Shrek machine with Family Guy ROMs and Espanol with Powerballs at his house. And it's <laughs> yeah. the most fun thing ever. <laughs> man, Portland, man. That's in Seattle. That's my friend Jeff in oh. Seattle. Yeah. Um, he's the one who kind of turned me on to throwing Powerballs into a bunch of games. So when we did the last Bells season close tournament, I did a Pinball Olympics. And the final four had to play an all- Powerball game of medieval madness. All Powerball medieval madness. <laughs> All Powerball medieval madness. How many plastics got broken that day? <laughs> Nothing got broken. Um, the worst, like you can make the ramps all really easily. Like everything yeah. was, was super strong. The worst was when you got trolls because the ball just oh. flew everywhere. But it was really fun to watch. That does sound pretty fun. How does someone afford that many Powerballs? I guess somebody made a cheaper one now, right? Yeah. It used to be it like was, 30 bucks. Yeah, it was the cheaper version. Cool. Yeah, I forgot about that once it came out of my mouth. <laughs> so something interesting about this graph is looking at the different companies, um, the lowest rated Williams Bally game is Episode 1, Star Wars Episode 1. But like the Williams Bally games are really high rated if you bunch them yeah. together. Stern is also pretty high except for uh, Austin Powers. And Sega's the lowest, <laughs> unsurprisingly. Yeah, Sega's weight, which is also Stern. I mean, they kept saying that Stern and uh, only th- changed the name, same company. But yeah, they've got one, two, three. They've got five under seven. Independence Day, Twister, Lost World, Space Jam, and Lost in Space. Which Lost in Space is the lowest on both. Well, besides Lost World, Jurassic Park, I guess. Yeah. I thought that yeah. pin was kind of fun, though. We finally got a Lost in Space in town. I'd never seen it before. I like the, um, well, it's similar to Twister, I guess, that that same mechanic with the multi-ball where it spins them all around on that disc. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but these these machines, like, uh, I got to play Independence Day at the Retro Gaming Expo here. Um, but those kinds of machines have super fun animation screens. Yeah. The Sega games. Um, Data East games. Oren Day did those, um, designed those dots and did an amazing job. Super fun. Hmm. Yeah, they do. They do have great dots. I, th- I think Independence Day is a pretty fun game, actually. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I literally got to play it one time and it was it wasn't purple LED like crazy. It was blue oh, LED like hell? crazy. It was all oh. blue. Everything was blue. Um, got to take a picture. Get it on that purple pinball Instagram. But it's not purple. <laughs> I don't care. We'll throw some. I put green on there the other day. We'll throw. All right. I, I may have a picture. I'll check it out. Sweet. In spirit, <laughs> it's purple. But yes. Yeah. Why is Lost World such a low-rated pin? I think that's got some cool toys. It's okay. Yeah, you don't see it very often either. So I, I think a few bad ratings um, get in there. That's pretty. Yeah, lack of exposure gets hard. I think people go out of their way to avoid it once it gets a reputation. And yeah, that's probably true. It, take, it takes time for something like that to really get its fair shake. Would have been cool to see this chart, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. That was pre-pin side, but 
some games like Godzilla and Congo and Shadow have really risen over there. The stigma yeah. of being a B-list game. I remember one of the first ep- one of the first issues of Pin Game Journal I read. I think a cover story was like about good B game B level games, and Congo was one of the big ones they talked about. There's been definitely been a resurgence. Yeah, yeah Congo is fantastically out. Wait, so Lethal Weapon three and Star Wars Episode one are pretty much in the same exact spot for both yeah. movies and pins. That's interesting. That's probably pretty accurate. I haven't seen Lethal Weapon three in a long time, but both games I have the similar amount of fun with. <laughs> not the best thing, but not bad. Oh. They're yeah. better than Transformers and Transformers is I can't ahead of them. believe that Transformers is ahead. That's so strange. Yeah. It's an injustice. <laughs> Need to fix this. <laughs> and Avatar Hook is, is a dog. Yeah, oh, Avatar is more highly rated in terms of pinball machine than I would think. That's not a fun game. The people that have that game love it. I don't understand. Really? I think they just like justify it to themselves or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so tired of seeing that in tournaments. Ugh. Lately, it hasn't been so bad, but it's for a okay, while there... but it's not that great. I mean, it's not good. No, I, I hate it. I'm surprised Batman Dark Knight's rated so high. A lot of people don't like that game and it doesn't have very long legs. It's pushing it's an got eight. a crane. Yeah. Well, it could be pushing an eight because the name is long, right? So it's really like a seven and a half. No, seven and a half is a whole line behind oh, it. Oh, that's right. It's still pretty high. It's just ahead of uh, Giant Mnemonic. <laughs> ahead? Just ahead of Giant Mnemonic well, I as guess far it, as pin it... side rating. But does it have Giant super Mnemonic... intelligent dolphins? Giant Mnemonic <laughs> is dead is the lowest moot rated movie with good reason. Right. The movie's terrible. Yeah, super intelligent dolphins. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I love that movie so much. <laughs> oh. It's watchable, but it is not good. I mean you've got iced tea. Right? Yeah. That's that's gonna boost your movie rating pretty instantly to throw iced tea in there. Until I saw the movie, I thought Gilbert Gottfried was in it because of the backlash. <laughs> Isn't he That's, in uh, it? That's Andre Massenkopf. No, he's not. It's like, uh, I don't know who it is, but it's not Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> it's Andre Massenkopf. Look at it again. Okay, yeah. Um, what am I looking for? IMDB. Whoa, this is confusing. <laughs> Typing not IPDB in the middle of a podcast show. Gotta look up this actor's name. Oh, it's John Goodman. Oh. <laughs> almost there right and henry rollins makes a cameo and Dolph yeah. lundgren's there you've got like some great stuff happening uh takashi katano i think that's who's supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> you're gilbert Gottfried. gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> yeah i remember udo kier is in it or udo you see him in a bunch of stuff. Is there wow, a this is a really good cast. Gilbert Gottfried? No, I don't think. Well, let's see. He did Aladdin. No, they, there's not that many Disney pinball machines, I guess. But I know he's been in a lot of Disney stuff. Oh, he's when are they going to make the Aristocrats pinball machine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Penn and Teller film? <laughs> yeah. Soon. I, I heard I heard that Stern was working on the license for that, yeah. You do not yeah, want his... the col- <laughs> do not want the color dots. Do not. No. <laughs> nope. 
on his album that's a half hour long track <laughs> which is a great album by the way oh man that's uh my, gone my, my, oh. go ahead no go no no go ahead <laughs> no i was just gonna say my friend paul provenza did that film with pen gillette so that's his little documentary uh, yeah i saw it in theaters <laughs> who did you bring with you i went alone <laughs> Standard movie experience there for Don. Uh, yeah, and concert experience. <laughs> yeah. If you get a chance to go see Yaysayer, though, uh, take a friend. Force a friend to go. Plus, that was the last night of League. My friend Aaron usually goes to concerts with me, but it was last night of League, and he was actually playing in League. So. Oh, yeah, well. Okay. Uh, anything else we want to say about... Are there any other highlights here? Uh, well, I don't know. I was gonna agree with the Flintstones, though. Um, that's all right. That pretty pretty rough movie. Uh, but I think that's a very underrated pinball machine. Um, it doesn't sell like it's underrated, but as far as when people talk about good pinball machines, it's never mentioned. Um, but I I think it's a pretty fun game. I think it's a lot of fun to compete on, actually. Um, it's more fun to compete, Jeff. That is <laughs> that is true. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's a terrible game. It is kind of expensive for the ratings it has. It's kind of weird, like Junkyard in that way, but um, I think it's a pretty good game. Mm, Batman Forever, I really like. They say it's the poor man's Star Trek Next Gen. It is kind of similar, but uh, man, those dots. It's fun layout and the dots are gorgeous, but you got to have good strong flippers on it or it's hard to play. Yeah, very good pinball machine. We've talked about how that's one of the best as far as ratio of bad movie to good pin goes but yes i've only seen the Uh, machine at one place it's like on the oregon coast and it's never working right so i can't really yeah that's one that doesn't often work right yeah that's one that just far too often you can't make the ramp shots on it and it kills it yeah good game when it's set up well um and the new tron movie in terms of like if it had been based off the original Tron versus mm. the newer Tron, I think that it's it's sitting in a in a decent place in terms of how much fun that game is. Yeah, great game. I didn't dislike the movie, but it, it didn't have that charm of the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great game though, gorgeous. The original so had just more of that out. like retro future kind of thing going for it. Yeah, yeah. it did. More speculative, uh, that whole speculative future feel to it, rather than, I think Tron Legacy was more out, this is just how it is, Yeah. rather than, uh, yeah. The original Tron was more like the world of tomorrow, like, this is what you, you know, we think that the future's gonna be like in 20 years. (laughs) Yeah, Tron was this how it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. Email sucks. (laughs) (laughs) So are we just gonna talk bad movies then? Yeah, we uh we decided to do our top five bad movies just okay, as I an aside. So yeah, uh, that that'll be fun. I don't have a top five, but I am passionate about the movies that I hate, so that'll be good. <laughs> all right, all right, throw one out, Jeff. Uh, do you want me to just go to the worst movie I've ever seen in theaters? Yeah, if um, you enjoyed it. Oh, I had to enjoy Not just these the wor- bad movies. The, well, my list is movies I like that are bad movies. 
Okay, circle back to me. I can. I can well, what is yours, Jessica? <laughs> um, so I just I chose five bad movies that I love. Like, just yeah, okay, really, okay. really love bad movies. So, um, my first one is Hard Ticket to Hawaii, which um, is an Andy Sedaris film, 1987 Andy Sedaris film. And Andy Sedaris has a whole collection of basically like Playboy, ex Playboy models and explosions all of his movies have ridiculous um plots. <laughs> hard ticket to hawaii hard ticket to hawaii it's my favorite okay. bad movie to show to people like when i have people over the house we have to watch yes. it um there is a snake on the loose with toxic rat cancer whoa right that is a threat right um some of the best death scenes ever um and just, I feel like he has a no bra on set rule because there's a whole lot of bouncing going on. Um, Hold on, I'm down. <laughs> so, so he used to. Um, he's he's now deceased. Very sad because I really enjoy his movies. But he used to work for Sports Illustrated, filming their swimsuit um, specials. So he did their regular sports specials, and then he would film and produce their swimsuit stuff. So he met all these like playmates and models, and his wife had a lot of money. And he wanted to make films. So he's like, I've got, you know, leading lady material right here. And he would come up with just these bizarre premises and film in exotic locations and have all these ladies running around and just blow a ton of stuff up. Um, and <laughs> they're the most fun movies to watch. You can get so the collection. So are they intentionally cheesy or they just are they turned out to be they turned out to be yeah movies that try okay, intentionally so. to be cheeseball i don't enjoy as much uh i like the yeah. ones where the movie's really sincere and this definitely is and he's an auteur so he writes directs and stars in all of his films um and nice. you can get the collection of like 20 movies of his for like 10 bucks on amazon bullets bombs and babes yes yeah <laughs> It's funny, his both his kids, uh, Amy Sedaris and David Sedaris, got a start in his films, acting in his films. <laughs> Fascinating. It's actually it's six ninety nine, by the way. Ooh. Oh. Yes. That's pre Black Friday sale, so you might be able to get straight five bucks. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, can't recommend it enough. If someone listening to this goes and buys it for the six ninety nine and doesn't like it, I will buy it from you. Okay. <laughs> Good Excellent pick. gifts. Thanks. Yes. And that's the one you did a podcast about, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Destroy All Podcasts. We did an episode where we just talked about Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Yeah. It so. sounded... When you just started describing it, it reminded me of Thunder in Paradise. Mm -hmm. The Hulk Hogan film. <laughs> right. But it is not that. It is not. All right. So, Jeff, I'm curious. I'm curious what your bad movies are. Not your like bad me, movies that you like, just bad movies. Just movies that I well, actually you, hate. You made a list of the five worst movies you've seen. Okay, so I'll just jump to the top because we don't need to run through that whole thing. But I think the worst movie um, I ever saw in theaters was Mr. Wrong. I was angry the entire time with how bad it was. Is that the Ellen DeGeneres um, movie? It is. <laughs> and essentially she's got an over-obsessed... I, I, not full on stalker because he's not harmful but he's just obsessed with her and i remember that was one of those things where uh you know you 
as a teenager, you just want to be hanging out with girls. And so we got invited to go to a movie. They picked. I'd never heard of it before or anything. And I'm sitting there um, next to my cousin. He he was one of the guys invited along. And I honestly thought that this movie almost has to be over. It's like, okay, th- this is really terrible. But at least it's almost over. We looked at our watch. We were like 25 minutes into it. And I had thought it had been at least an hour and a half. It was so bad. Oh, it just made oh. me angry the whole time. But I, I thought that was the Ellen DeGeneres movie that was released the same day as Star Wars Episode One, and wondered why you went to see that instead. But uh, it not. would have been before that. I think that no. was shipping news. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Obviously, I've mentioned it before. Batman and Robin uh, is the first movie I saw in theaters that I wanted to walk out of, but I didn't. Just so so bad. Um. But that I could see as people liking it, like enjoying it for. Uh, you don't all have the wrong to justify reasons. Yeah. I just hated that movie. So, but should we? Let, do you want to stay on? Yeah, top I just want to hear the rest you... of your bad your movies that are awful. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know if uh, I can remember the names of movies I hated. You hate Jurassic Park or Jurassic World? I um, Jurassic World was terrible. I hated Fifty Shades of Grey. I, I literally I can't think of that many. Um. Okay, so I... I feel like we're getting even got, more off topic. But. I have more bad no, movies like, I like. Do we want to stay I do on too. That? I do okay. too. Yes, yeah, I I do too. let's just get back to that because those are definitely more fun to talk about. I was just trying to get Jeff to read his list real quick. Like, oh, no, I, I'm jumping back to on topic. So <laughs> oh, maybe you want right. that's the, the 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie. And only in, like it because if you actually read the history behind it, it's fascinatingly crazy. Um that's the one with John Leguizamo okay. playing uh, Mario. But that is a terrible, <laughs> terrible movie. But there is a reason why it ended up the way it did. Um, I think there's some stories out there pretty easy to find if you Google around. So go look for it. But, man, that, that's a bad movie. But bad, so bad that it's it's an enjoyable train wreck to watch. Once. Okay. Uh, my first one is The Homecoming. It stars, well... If you look at the box art, it stars Billy Graham and Amy Garcia. I think Amy Garcia was on the George Lopez show after she did this. Anyway, it's a typical high school peer pressure movie, mm-hmm. but uh, it's really fun to watch. Good script. It's an inspirational <laughs> movie, but it's worth a look. All right. I haven't heard of that one. Um, okay. Let me look on how much the DVD is on Amazon. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a, a fun teenage romp. Called, the homecoming? <laughs> no, called no. Ch- called chopping mall. Chopping oh, mall. I think I've seen that. <laughs> so uh, it's these teenagers that decide they're gonna have a sleepover inside of a furniture store in this new like high tech shopping mall. Yeah, and the robots go bonkers, right? Yes. Oh, wait. Okay. Yes. Um, and the box art is really cool also. It's like a shopping bag with limbs coming out of it. And it's, it's super cheesy. Kind of an iconic, iconic, um, like, movie stars in the 80s always had this poster up kind of thing, right? Yeah, so 1986, um, you know, typical cheese ball slasher film. With crazy security robots. Sweet. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, chopping mall. I gotta. I'm trying to write yours down, and keep Jeff's going here. Chopping mall. All right, Jeff. Do you have another one besides Super Mario? Um. Okay, so I'm just gonna throw this out. So no one says it because the obvious one. I just want to mention the personal connection. But everyone always brings up Troll Two. Um, but my friend's mom was the queen of goblins in that movie. So <laughs> the queen of Nilbog. The queen of goblins. Nilbog. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So she. Uh, yeah, she she played that role, and uh, his name is Remington, and he gets asked all the time when he just mentions his name, like, "Oh, any relation to?" Yeah, he's like, "Yes, yes, it's my mom." So, because they do kind of look a little bit alike. But. Hmm. Um, that is fun. Chopping Mall, eight ninety two on Amazon. I cannot find uh, <laughs> the Homecoming on Amazon. Wow, this must They're be sold worth a out. Then. I have the DVD. This. True. Collector's item. Collector's item. All right. This is... Le- um, all right. My next one... This was a big budget movie, but it was a flop. Undercover Brother. <laughs> you should be able to find this anywhere. Excellent um, Austin Powers type film. Undercover Brother starring Eddie... What was his name? Eddie... Jeez. Oh, Eddie Griffin. You dig? You guys ever seen this? It's great. No, I, I know exactly what you're hot about, sauce. Yeah. I remember commercials for it. Worth a look. All right. I'm down. Evan liked it. Evan just <laughs> threw us a, a message. All right. What's your next one, uh, Jessica? Uh, my next one is a sci-fi original called Earthstorm from 2006. Um, basically, an asteroid hits the moon and it starts uh, heading on like a collision course towards Earth, and the only person who can stop it is Stephen Baldwin. Oh, a Stephen Baldwin movie. <laughs> um, and the way that he has to fix it is he has to land on the moon and fill the crack in the moon that has been created okay. by this asteroid. Right, because he's a demolitions expert, so they send him into space. I didn't know he could drive. Nevertheless, fly to space. <laughs> Stephen Baldwin has like the doofiest face ever. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And he basically, he walks around the spaceship with like, there's no, you know, um, he's not ever wearing a suit or there's no question of gravity and he's just fine floating around. It does have three and a half stars. <laughs> I don't know how. And it's 10 bucks on <laughs> Amazon, so. Nice. Give us one, Don. It's got Dirk Benedict in it, too. Okay, this is legitimately one of my favorite movies of all time, and it is Switchblade Sisters. It's, uh... Was it Joe Hill? Switchblade, who... Jack Hill. It was a Jack Hill film, but uh, it's excellent. It's about girl girl gangs in the, in the 70s. It's a exploitation film, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Never get sick of it, either. It turns into Mad Max at the end, for some reason. Nice. Yeah. It's mostly in a high school or like a clubhouse because they're always fighting at the clubhouse. Like you do. Like you do. Like you yeah. do. <laughs> $5.79 Whatever, check it out. Cents on Amazon. Well worth it. I think I paid 30 bucks <laughs> for the DVD when it came out and watched it countless times since. Excellent film. Sweet. Very good. Um, am I back up? Yep. All right, we're going to dip back into the 80s. Um, a Corey and Corey flick. Uh, License to Drive 
You guys remember that? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, that is a bad, awesome movie. I just remember that the girl's name is like Mercedes Lane. Like, that's how cheesy it is. It's a movie about driving, and her name is Mercedes Lane. But, um, it's kind of a hot name. I mean, well, it's Heather Graham. But, uh, yeah, it's got... She's like got 11 the in the movie, or what? Um, no, she's a lot older than you think she is. I she's kind of so. got that Salma Hayek thing going on where she just stopped aging at about 37. Hmm. So Five bucks on Amazon, uh, by the way. Cool, yeah. I mean... Any Corey and Corey film is just dreamy goodness, so. Fair go. enough. Like All right, Jessica. Okay, so um, I have one movie on my list that was a, a Mystery Science Theater episode, because Mystery Science Theater 3000 is one of my favorite things on the planet, and it's also my dream pinball theme. So yeah. um, I chose my favorite movie off of there, which is The Horror of Party Beach, which is a 1964 Never heard of it. Oh, yeah. 1964 Del Tenny. So it's kind of like um, Frankie and Annette beach style movie, except there's almost like a creature from the Black Lagoon-esque kind of monster that comes out whose defining features are that his face is like half eye bag and the other half is a mouth full of what looks like hot dogs. Okay. And he, <laughs> yeah. he terrorizes this this beach party um where there's this really great like surfish band with like a bunch of white kids not actually playing instruments and there's uh like a motorcycle gang and there's a big fight on the beach and um you know classic 60s style swimwear also to boot really really yeah, good uh it was episode 817 of mystery science theater i recommend watching it with their commentary Is it... sounds like a visual masterpiece <laughs> absolutely okay yeah. so i'm trying to up- update the list here <laughs> 817 and what was it called again <laughs> hot dog <laughs> eye bag something <laughs> hot dog mouth <laughs> uh the horror of party beach horror of party beach got it it, that's horror, not horror, right? <laughs> yes, horror. Oh, okay, just be quick. Horror. Deleted from horror. watch list. Okay. The the spoof was, the porn spoof was called The Horror Party Beach. Okay. Uh, is it Jeff's turn? Uh, I think it's yours, Your turn. actually. Yep. Okay. So, this is an obvious one. It's probably on every worst movie ever list, but I genuinely own. love it. I've seen it in theaters. I've seen it on DVD many, many times. For a long time, this was my go-to show, show people. That's The Room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's been there's books written about it. There's documentaries. But believe the hype. It is uh, that much fun to watch. It was it a real treat my... to see it in theaters. Oh, man. It made my honorable mentions because I knew you were going to say it. Um... Yeah. You don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew that you were going to say The Room. Someone was going to, right? Yeah. Um... Three separate sex scenes in the first ten minutes, by the way. Right. I met Tommy Wiseau at a screening of it here. Whoa. Right? Right. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, And I also love that there is a Tommy Wiseau ghost in America's Most Haunted. The theater ghost. Really? I didn't know that. What? The theater ghost, when you get to it in America's Most Haunted, looks like Tommy Wiseau, and he actually says, you're tearing me apart. Yeah, I've never heard uh, America's Most Haunted because it's always in loud places. It's bugged the hell out of me, but uh, that's awesome, man! Yeah, love it. 
Uh, so did you ask him where he grew up or anything? Did you solve any mysteries when you met him? I solved zero mysteries. Um, what Balkan country he's from? <laughs> yeah, he's he's an interesting cat. Like they had a costume contest there that he was judging, and it was a lot of incoherent kind of ramblings. And then they shuffled him off, but um, it was still wow. super fun. Um, to see it in the theater when everybody gets really excited about it and throws spoons at the screen and yeah um, definitely yeah a lot of footballs being tossed around um did you read disaster artist i have it but i haven't read it yet oh you gotta read it man it's so good (laughs) i'm excited too i heard the audiobook version's good i have not heard the audiobook uh somebody gave me the book when it came out and it changed my life. Well, I was already a big fan <laughs> of the film, but it was it shed light on a lot of things. Anyway, sweet, great anyway. book. Check it out. Great film. Greater film. Yeah, definitely. Must How much watch. is that on Amazon? Hmm, let's see. I'm guessing kind of a lot. You think so? Because the room still doesn't have. I don't think it has like a big. Oh no, it's not. Wow, that's another one where I paid thirty bucks for the DVD, but it is eight sixty nine. <laughs> The Blu-ray is almost 40 bucks, though. Yikes. Yeah. Jeez. Okay, Jeff? Okay, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do Evan a solid and name his stupid movie because I, I mildly agree with him. Zombie I mean, or do that one? No, Son-in-Law. And that's because back when it came out, I was um, 12 years old, and Carla Gugino was... Oh, my gosh, yeah. She was the thing, man. She's the thing. Um. But it's that whole stupid take on, hey, dad, here's my idiot boyfriend that we're, you know, now learn to love him. Uh, obviously, like, meet the parents, totally knocked that one out of the park. Son-in-law is the really bad version of that um, with Polly Shore. So, if you, he had a whole run of really dumb movies. In the Army Now was another one that was just, like, so dumb. But it, it just feels yeah. so 90s that just uh, watching any of those movies kind of put me back in that uh sixth grade junior high zone so i'll throw you a, a bone evan there you go i'll have to i'll have to check it out again i, th- I remember thinking jury duty was my favorite of the Polly shore films he says not Biodome. encino man no i didn't like no, encino Bi- man much or biodome biodome so dumb but wow he did a lot of movies i f- kind of forgot about <laughs> half of those yeah he was all over in the 90s he's like america's yahoo serious well, yeah, but Yahoo Serious only did like two movies, and they were kind of clever. Well, one of them was. Uh, were they? Young Einstein. What was the other one? I the... tried to watch the other one, and it was so bad. Yeah, it was It was way worse than Young Einstein. It was like a cowboy thing, wasn't it? All I can think of is Buckaroo Banzai, and I know that's not it. That is not it. That is a great That's a good movie. mention. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm looking it up. Oh, Reckless Kelly. And Mr. That... Accident was terrible. That would be an amazing retheme, a Buckaroo Bonsai Run. <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> Buckaroo Bonsai Run. Yeah. Wow. Hey, why is it showing Tremors as a bad movie? That's a great film. Tremors is awesome. It's a. Uh, it's connected to Young Einstein and Reckless Kelly for some reason. Interesting. Um, why? Okay. It has nothing to do with Australia. Okay, you're up. Does Tremors have nothing to do with Australia? They have giant earthworms in Australia that you can feel and hear moving underneath the ground. I'm never going to Australia. 
I it was seems dri- like a thing they would have. Yeah. I was um, driving along this road and they had this building that looked like off in the distance. I was like, that building looks like a giant worm because it's the giant earthworm museum <laughs> in Australia. And they have, they can grow up to be like 13 feet long and as thick as your arm. Crazy. Okay. <laughs> Is that what caused the earthquake in New Zealand last week? It <laughs> could be. Migrating earthworms. Do you want my real next movie, though? That was just... That was a service to a listener. Yes. Um, okay, so my next one is is another 80s classic, and that's uh, Over the Top with Stallone. Yes. The arm wrestling movie. Lincoln Hawk. I mean, hey, son, <laughs> I'm going to win this arm wrestling tournament for you. I mean, it's so <laughs> stupid. And I remember yelling at my friends like growing up um when they'd be trying to do something difficult you just yell over the top <laughs> over the top so but they have to turn their switch on first yeah i mean <laughs> it's so only could have happened in the 80s and i'm happy it did so okay i have a giant lincoln hawk action figure from over the top <laughs> and... i was gonna say my only point of reference is i remember them being in the sears catalog the toys Right, they made small ones that had real arm wrestling action, but then they made like this really big Sylvester Stallone doll. Um, and on the back, my favorite is the back of the package has pictures of the other toys you could have bought. And there's a training kit to train your child to become a professional arm wrestler. Yeah, oh, wow. It had yes. the little rubber pads and the yeah, thing you grab with the little handle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and my- I missed out on that aspect of it, but. So uh, this, so the story goes, the little kind of like whiny kid in the movie, he got sick after filming and Stallone went to visit him in the hospital and brought him one of the dolls. And the kid said, what do I need this for? I was in the movie with you. <laughs> what a dick. I don't know if it's just true, trying to but make I like feel to better. believe it's true. Yeah. You don't act tough with Sly. <laughs> That's not the way to go. And that but... kid was Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> No, but he was in Cobra with Stallone as a kid. Stallone's um, one of the all-timers as far as, like, awesome bad movies. Yes. He's in a lot of them. Yeah. So. I think I missed Jessica's last one. Oh, I got I have... Horror Party Beach as your last one. I have one more. Okay. Yeah, I have one more. Um, I was torn. There were a few I could have put on here, but I think that this is a classic. Uh, 1995's theodore rex with whoopi goldberg with whoopi goldberg uh (laughs) as a spunky police detective who gets paired with her new partner a talking dinosaur Uh, it always looked just bad bad not good bad we tried to make dinosaurs such a thing in the early to mid 90s (laughs) like we thought jurassic park made all this money yeah i mean it was it was dinosaurs in australia it was basically the early 90s. Yeah. Uh, 761 on uh, DVD. Why is he... Yeah, he looks like he's just from Dinosaurs, a TV show, straight up. <laughs> right. Yeah, she um, she originally agreed to be in the movie, and then she tried to back out, and the producer sued her. So when Yeesh. when you see her acting, she's obviously doesn't care and doesn't want to be there and is phoning the whole thing in and it's pretty much like a giant middle finger to the producer for forcing her to finish the film oh wow. man, that sounds good actually right 
yeah, yeah. it was um it was pretty fantastic it's it's entertaining it's entertaining it's ridiculous especially when you know kind of a little bit of the backstory and also the entire crew i think like 99 percent of the crew turned over during the movie so it was all different people who were working on it wow. by the time the movie finished because it was just ridiculous i will add it to the list get it on there i guess i'll force my way through it looks like the the director did last starfighter and then a bunch of garbage Oh man, the last Starfighter. Last Starfighter is solid, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and garbage and also Theodore Rex, sorry. <laughs> Two thousand three, so I was like in my mid twenties then. That's probably why it's off the radar. Yeah. I'll have to rectify that. Do it. There's so many of these movies that like showed on TBS and TNT in the eighties and early nineties that were those made-for-TV shows that were so bad, and there were just really cheesy action movies that I don't know if there's any way to ever see those again. Um, but man, there was a time when, when you're when you're not old enough to know quality, you know it's not great what you're seeing, but you'll get into anything. I would kill to just see some of those because I'm sure they have to be so bad. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, my number one, or is it Jeff's or? Um, it's yours. Uh, I'm not good at keeping this straight. Okay. My number one, uh, I've tried showing this to people and been told that it is not actually entertaining, that I am the only one that likes it, <laughs> but I hold firm that it is a fun movie to watch, and it is Spice World. Yes! I am Spice not World a Spice Girls fan, and I used to actively hate them, but my sister rented this movie, and I just kept walking through the room, catching different scenes, and I sat down, watched it, watched it again. <laughs> uh, I owned it on VHS twice. I got it on DVD now, but uh, we watched it last year, and I still had a lot of fun watching it, but other friends just say that it just sucked. Was no Blu-ray good. copy of that? There probably is a Blu-ray. I don't have it. I also Not have that. it on DVD. It's fantastic. The cameos are so great, like Meatloaf. Yep. As the Good bus cameos. Um, yeah, George Went is in there. Um, it is fun. It's they tried to make it like what Hard Day's Night kind of rip off or something. They the premise. Really? Don't worry about the premise. There's a pregnant friend that needs their help. <laughs> it's dumb, but uh, awesome. It's very tongue in cheek. It knows exactly what it is, and it has fun with it itself. Yeah, Richard O'Brien, who did Rocky Horror Picture Show, he's in there too. Um, is it Mark McKinney from Kids in the Hall? Yep. Yes. He's got a large role. I've never seen it, Don. You gotta check it out. Roger Moore, isn't it? But I'm behind on legitimately good movies. So Spice World's a priority. <laughs> Spice I'll, World's pretty good, man. I'll bump it up the list of have not yet seen's but need to see movies. Your boys I do will remember love it. the. I do remember the first time I saw uh, a Spice Girls music video. It was Wannabe. That's the name of the song, right? Wannabe. And what it was is it late... called? Wannabe? I don't know. No, I can't remember if it was Wannabe what? or... Sing us I a don't few remember. bars and we'll tell you which one it is. I don't, I don't sing. Um, <laughs> and uh, I remember it came on. It was really late at night. And I was with a couple of friends. And we were just laughing like, what is this joke? Like, no wonder it's on late at night. Little we know that like two or three months later, it was going to be everywhere. And it was... Mm-hmm. It was nuts, but yeah, I'll never forget that. And the same thing with Britney Spears. Uh, first time we saw her, we were just kind of laughing about it. Like, check out this chick in a 
school uniform we were laughing about it and then again everywhere so cultural phenomenon i'm sorry guys we may have willed those into they, the uh, social realm they had some good videos the two become one video is pretty good <sighs> you know i got it on vhs i'll send it to you check it out okay thanks right. do that <clears throat> um gary glitter uh, was in like there when they were doing that scene i know so later <laughs> like finding out the things that we know now i was like the spice girls introduced gary glitter to thousands of screaming young girls whoops Ooh, that yeah just, that happened oh. Oh. Hmm. Well, <laughs> i knew though gary right glitter? away backstreet boys were going to be everybody's hot jam <laughs> I hated music so bad in that time period. Like, I could... Oh, man, I hated it. I thought Lionel Richie was going to have a big comeback around then. It didn't happen. He never went away, Don. You went away. He's still here. <laughs> okay. We're getting long, guys. Um, what do you got, Jeff? Okay. Uh, so, this is, again, another just... Because I want to sneak in a mention. Um, here we go. So, Short Circuit. My dad helped build that robot. So, you know, Johnny it's Five. That's a bad movie, You think though. that's a bad movie? The sequel is terrible. Oh. You had Fisher Stevens not playing a white guy. <laughs> cool. Um, that's something that we used to do, but we don't anymore. Well, we actually do. It's still an issue. Anyway, um, yeah, so I that one's more just for the fact that my dad helped build that, and we get no royalties from it or anything, but... <sighs> Isn't there a scene? Is it in the first one or the second one when they're shooting a gun at him and he's blocking it with like a a quarter or a washer or something like that? I don't know. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I need to rewatch those, obviously. But I won't talk about I the noticed... films my family members made. <laughs> no, it's a family show. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a, I have a question. Yes. Have uh-huh. you guys run across machines that you were surprised that were um, film licenses? Like Meteor is a film license and the Black Hole is a film license. Are Black there Hole other is not. Machines? Is it not? Black Hole is a ripoff. Yeah, it's a, it's, they just lifted the name, if I remember right. It's not it, Disney endorsed. It cites the film company on the backlash. Let me see. I'm looking it up. I remember this was very uh, controversial. They may have lost something and had to put it on there. Maybe mm, a Hollywood movie, Black Hole, came out in '79. This was two years later. The pinball machine came out. Mm. What's on the back glass? What? Do... I'm trying to remember, but IPDB said uh, Black Hole came out in 1979. The film did. Yeah. The movie, the game came out late '81. I don't see a film thing on the back. Oh, sh- oh gosh. Autoplay. Oh, that's fun. Sorry. Those are the good, good websites. I clicked I over to a website about the black hole. About black hole. Hmm. I know what you mean. Meteor was definitely a surprise because there's like no film tie-in on it, but it is a film tie-in. Right. There's no pictures of Sean Connery, which seems like, duh, that's your bread and butter right there. <laughs> right. Why wouldn't Why you put would his picture not? on it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was surprised I don't know. to learn that one. I... I'm trying to think. I don't know of a lot of those. I'm surprised by some of the, and I know they just do it so they have it, but a lot of the studios that have bought film rights to certain arcade or pinball machine games, like um, Asteroids, has been bought. Like, how are you going to make a movie out of that? 
And and if you're going to make a movie out of it, why would you buy the rights to the video game Asteroids, which is a little triangle and weird, you know, vector rocks? Yeah, like, people talking about even... it. We're talking about it right now. Wait, wasn't there that yeah. terrible Pixel? Is it called Pixels? The movie with yeah, like, Pixels. I remember seeing Space the commercial that had that. yeah Space Invaders and Pac-Man or something on there. If they can make Battleship and Clue, like Clue is a great movie, but if they can make Battleship into a movie, why couldn't they make <laughs> Asteroids? They're supposed to make uh, Rubik's Cube into a movie. There's a bunch of stuff. I think people, I think they just buy up licenses just to buy them. Yeah, just to sit on them. It's like the old buying domains just to sit on them. But... I'm still reading about Black Hole. Uh, to answer your question, I, maybe. I can't think of any. Right. Oh, uh, the Black Hole Pinball... Wikipedia says it has no connection with the film of the same name. Oh, all right. Oh, sorry. It's a wink, wink, nudge, nudge connection then, right? Kind of like Bone Busters, Inc. There are like uh, the Robocop, the Dragnet pinball or Robocop, you know? Yeah. It's Robocop where they put Dragnet art on it and sold it in Spain or something. Interesting. There's stuff like that that I was surprised to see. Hmm. Right. I wish I had paid more attention through my childhood and high school and stuff to pinball. So Same. I could have seen, like, oh, there's a Last Action Hero on location or whatever. Oh, well. Now I'm curious if there are other ones. At one point, we've talked about this in the past, this article I wanted to do, putting production numbers next to box office earnings. And there's, like, Close Encounters of the Third Kind... I didn't expect that to be based on the movie, but there's a lot of them that are like, have those movie tie-ins, um, even back to Wood Rails. Right. That you look at it and you would never know. Yeah. Just I want to say that those, what were those Bob Hope movies, Road to whatever? He did like a whole series. I want to say there might have been a Wood Rail on those. Hmm. It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, maybe. It's not the same movie. I'm saying it's a different movie. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. We're grinding to a halt here. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Anything else you guys want to mention? Did you have honorable mentions you want to just list off? Boom, boom, boom? I, no. I'm i tapped out. Okay. Uh, Phantom of the Paradise comes to mind, but it's a good movie. I don't think it meant to be a bad movie. Um, Samurai Cop and Samurai Cop 2. Samurai Cop. Was that a trauma? No, Samurai Cop 2 actually has Tommy Wiseau in it, so you should get on that one. Oh my gosh, yeah, I got to. Let me put it in the notes. Samurai Cop 2. <laughs> He's the villain. They gave him a sword. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, don't don't skip straight to 2, Don. You need to watch, I gotta the, watch first the first one. one yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. I haven't seen Neighbors either, the TV show he did. Oh, neither have I. That. Yeah, I've seen stills where he looks like Greg Sestero. Blonde hair and a uh, letter jacket. But he's Tommy Wiseau. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Pinball Podcast. Anything else you want to plug or talk about? Um, Throw any mentions yeah, can, out there? Where can the people find your stuff? Yes. My stuff? Um, I'm on Instagram at Twazoo, T-W-A-Z-U. That's where I end up posting Bell's pictures also. Um, because two Instagrams was not working out. Um, 
Bells and Chimes PDX on Facebook is where we have all of our event listings. If you're anywhere near Portland, Oregon, on December 3rd, we are having the Pinball Prom. It's a split flipper fundraiser to bring Bo and Karens out to Bells and Chimes Portland to do a tutorial video. Cool. Um, we have requests to, for you to talk about the art you make out of bead things. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, these like pixel mosaics. Yeah, they're um, awesome. Thanks. They are very time-consuming and kind of meditative for me to sit and do. I made one for Matt Hansen that's a Twilight Zone um, playfield kind of snippet that he has uh, in his office. I've done um, a few centaur pieces. I do art trades and commissions, so if you're ever looking for something kind of uh, fun and interesting. Yes. Yeah. Let me know. An awesome fathom. <laughs> the like the perler beads you're talking about. Yeah. They're much smaller and they're square, so um, and they don't get melted or anything. They're like a pegboard kind of system, and oh cool, uh, yeah. So it's on a much more micro scale, but they're very detailed, and um, I enjoy doing them. So if anyone's interested, I have time for a couple of Christmas commissions. So a nice over the top. Yes. Uh, poster. Yeah. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> okay. Uh, I actually, I'm probably going to hit you up about that. Please do. An over the top commissioned <laughs> art piece. <laughs> I wonder if she probably has those out. ready to ship already. It's like, yeah. those are on the shelf. So, hmm. no, uh, a pinball art thing. Yeah. You I did, did a uh, Fathom backlash. Fathom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what's, that one's awesome. Yeah. Thank I you. couldn't believe how small the pieces were when you you kept showing pieces of it. I guess and it was hard to mm -hmm. like had us guessing what it was, and it was so small you couldn't really even tell what they were. The beads are so small. Yeah. Until you put um, it all together, obviously. That one was for a fundraiser we did. One of um, our Bell's members had um, Hodgkin's lymphoma, so we did a big fundraiser and a bunch of Bell's made art for that. So that was my contribution and one of. My other bells won it in the raffle, and so she has that hanging up in her house now, which is really cool. Very nice. cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was uh, thank you for uh, reaching out, and it's cool to have you on. Definitely. Thanks for having me. It was fun. You were a great addition to the show. Some Ooh. some of the people we asked to do it even uh, just don't want to do it, so. It's cool when somebody... Which we understand. Kind of gets we it. Totally yeah, yeah. Understand. I'm not going to force anybody to do it, but uh, it's always fun to have it's, a guest. There's no forcing when you're talking about pinball and bad movies. Like, I'm all in. Amen. <laughs> so you can check us out on the pinballpodcast.com. Uh, Gmail. Pinballpodcast at gmail.com is the easiest way to get a hold of us, I guess, if I actually reply. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Pinball Podcast. And don't forget to check out Nifty LED and uh, Ulick Store. I gotta get that contest done. We'll put up a poll TPP. and be posting it. Yeah, TPP on Ulick Store. Put up a poll and be posting it. And Measle Mods, you can still use coupon code MOD M A U D E to get fifteen percent off your order um, of Measle Mods items. I feel like I'm forgetting stuff, which is of course we are. Yeah, yeah. par for the course. T-shirt contest. Enter the Bell's T-shirt contest. Yep. Send us your tilt animation screens, and we will get you entered to win a, a uh, awesome Bell's and Chimes shirt. 
just like Steve Bowden won when he played in that tournament we talked about earlier. <laughs> Synergy. You totally pulled a Steve Harvey on that one. You Steve named Harvey. The winner and he I was not the winner. I didn't name him as the winner. Or I got. He was. I got. I called out Trent. For the trophy, and you had to correct yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's uh, Hillary. Oh, whoops. He's a winner in our hearts. <laughs> Definitely. Always. Yes. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. All right. Bye, guys.